Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Wednesday, April 5th. It is eight minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Where, oh, where do we begin? It was a first, a one of a kind criminal indictment, of course, against Donald Trump. He showed up in Manhattan and prosecutors accused him of falsifying business records with the intent to conceal illegal conduct connected to the 2016 presidential campaign. So this was the highly anticipated indictment against Trump, and it revealed a 13-page statement saying that he falsified business records in 2017 while he was in the Oval Office to cover up hush money payments to put to bed (laughs) three scandals the first time he ran for president. All right, so this is going to be a gigantic show today. We've got a billion different things going on. we got the severe weather. Mm-hmm. Again, want to remind everybody to just keep it right here all throughout the morning, obviously into the afternoon. We have no idea uh, what may take place, but rest assured, the WIBC news team will be all over it throughout the course of the day. So that's number one. Number two, we got our governor who has somehow Mm -hmm. remember in dumb and dumber just when i think you can't get any more uh stupid you do this and totally redeem yourself yeah he has upped his level of loathing that i have for him to a new level yesterday we'll talk about that and now obviously we have the thing with trump which is one of the most historical events in american history and casey i was blown away that this guy bragg Mm -hmm. actually had less than I thought he did. He's magical. He can determine someone's intent. Now, remember yesterday we had talked about how, hey, there's got to be some sort of smoking gun, maybe this pecker guy. Uh, <laughs> why? What are you laughing at? <laughs> Nothing. That's his name. I'm a child. His That's name what? is David Pecker. <laughs> I know his name. And I thought, you know, you're thinking maybe this pecker guy uh-huh. is going to, you know, have some bombshell. You don't know. Like, hey, maybe this guy's going to come out and there's all these things that tie everything together. We're going to go, wow, this boy really looks bad for Trump. He had less than I thought he did. He had some state laws that he's trying to turn into federal laws. But the biggest thing is that he's magical, Alvin Bragg, because he can determine someone's intent. That's what he's doing. This is amazing. So I guess the best comparison that I can put out there is you got to go all the way back at the time machine to the middle 2000s and the Duke lacrosse case. Mike Nifong was the name of the prosecutor, I think, back then, in which from the get-go, and it just got worse as the case went along, you said, this is a guy who was desperate to bring charges, and he was going to figure out a way, no matter what the actual evidence was, to bring charges. And that is the That's closest, it exactly. Right, yeah. This is square peg, round hole, and it's a giant square peg in the tiniest of round holes. And and let's start with um, let's start with Bragg. I, I, the last time when I was putting the template together, I made Casey very angry because I refused to work on the template until after, after Trump, Trump was, spoke. Yeah, which Casey was kept, late. Casey goes, uh, "Have you thought about this? Uh, have you thought about that?" I said, "Woman, just wait. We're gonna <laughs> we're, wait until Trump speaks. All of the information needs to come in, and then we'll figure out which Casey's direction like, we're gonna go." Well, I'm gonna add these 93 things beforehand. I said, "It doesn't matter." 
Sure. Uh, That's way for everything. I thought there was no way we're not going to lead with Trump's press conference, speech, whatever you want to call it, last night. But we've got to play this clip of Alvin Bragg because I've never – I don't know if I've ever seen this, Casey. So he did a little Q&A with the media after his little speech spielio, and he is asked directly about what crimes were committed and what laws were broken because they don't really appear in the indictment, and he refuses to say. He says, I don't have to. I don't have to tell you what laws have been broken. This is the most unbelievable thing. Crime, but the indictment does not specifically say what those crimes were. We are assuming, perhaps, that they might be election related. I'm wondering if you can specify what laws were also broken. Right. So let me let me say, as an initial matter, the, the indictment doesn't specify because the law does not so require. Uh, in my remarks, I mentioned a couple of laws, which I will highlight uh, again now. Uh, the, the the first is New York State election law which makes it a crime uh, to conspire to promote a candidacy by unlawful means. Uh, I further indicated a a number of unlawful means, including more additional false statements, including statements that were planned to be made to tax authorities. I also noted the federal election law cap on contraband contribution uh, limits. But why weren't there those crimes charged? Why weren't they charged with those crimes? Well, we, we I'm not going to go into our deliberate process on what was brought. The charges that were brought were the ones that were brought. The evidence in the law uh, is, is the basis for those decisions. Federal election laws. This is a district attorney in Manhattan. He's dipping his toe where it's not belonging. It, it It is amazing that we have become so polarized in this country that a guy is so politically motivated that he will bring charges against a person and refuses to give any base for what the charges were whatsoever. It's his intent. That's what it is. So Trump, as you probably know by now, he's been charged with 34 classy felony counts of falsifying business records. Okay, so the charges all relate to how these payments were categorized by Trump. Yes. What column in the ledger did he put them in? It's a bookkeeping. Yes. It's a bookkeeping, bookkeeping. issue. Bookkeeping, yes. And, and again, I come back to there is no victim. It's not like Stormy Daniels said I wasn't paid or the money was fake or the check bounced. I mean, there is no victim. It's a non-disclosure agreement. You ever signed one of those? Yes, I have. I've signed two of them. Did you get as much as she got? (laughs) I wish. (laughs) You need a better negotiator. Right? (laughs) Um, So Trump gave his speech last night uh, about 8.15 at Mar-a-Lago. And uh, we're going to play a lot of it for you throughout the course of the show today. Uh, And and one of the things he said is absolutely true. If anybody should be prosecuted here, it's Alvin Bragg. With a local failed district attorney charging a former president of the United States for the first time in history on a basis that every single pundit and legal analyst said there is no case. There's no case. They kept saying there's no case. Virtually everyone. But it's far worse than that because he knew there was no case. That's why last week he delayed for a month and then immediately took that back and through this ridiculous indictment together came out today. Everybody said this is not really an indictment. There's nothing here. My lawyers came to me and they said there's nothing here. They're not even saying what you did. 
The criminal is the district attorney because he illegally leaked massive amounts of grand jury information. For which he should be prosecuted, or at a minimum, he should resign. And Alvin Bragg's wife confirmed a report that claimed her husband has Trump nailed on felonies. She has since locked down her Twitter account. Speaking of Twitter accounts, how is this being seen around the world? Well, a presidential candidate in El Salvador said, sadly, it's very hard for U.S. foreign policy to use arguments such as democracy and free and fair elections or to try to condemn political persecution in other countries from now on. Here's how bad this prosecution is, Casey. Even John Bolton. John Bolton, who loathes Trump with the fury of a thousand sons to steal a phrase from Shows gone by here on this radio station. He was on CNN last night, and even he admits this is complete garbage. Well, speaking as someone who very strongly does not want Donald Trump to get the Republican presidential nomination, I'm extraordinarily distressed by this document. I think this is even weaker than I feared it would be, uh, and I, I think uh, it's, it's easily subject to being dismissed or a, a, a quick acquittal for Trump. So he doesn't say he doesn't want him to get him. He was like, uh, it's even weaker than I feared it would be. He's disappointed. He's like, that's all you got? That's it? Even Trump's mortal enemies are like, that's not a lot. Really, bro? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's 17 minutes after nine. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And while we were all paying attention to the indictment of Trump, the Biden administration went and said they're giving another $500 million to oh, Ukraine. Oh, exciting. And we're going to hear from Karine Jean-Pierre coming up as she speaks from the script and tells us where the money's going. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Dirty old river. 22 minutes after 9, it's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And yesterday, Karine Jean-Pierre, White House Press Secretary, noted that the Biden-Harris administration is sending another $500 million to Ukraine. I thought it was interesting that she used the phrase Biden-Harris administration rather than just the Biden administration. But here she is voicing the script, letting us all know where the money goes. To support Ukraine today, the Biden-Harris administration is announcing two critical new packages of security assistance that include significant new air defense capabilities, more ammunition for U.S.-provided HIMARS, and anti-armor and motor systems, as well as rockets, artillery, and tank ammunition that Ukraine is using to defend itself. It is the 35th time the administration has authorized the use of presidential drawdown authorities to send much-needed assistance to Ukraine to meet its immediate battlefield needs. And we are also providing equipment throughout Ukraine's security assistance initiative to help Ukraine with its longer-term security assistance requirements. President Biden's commitment to supporting Ukraine is clear. We will continue to work with our allies and partners around the world to support Ukraine as they defend their democracy and to impose costs on Russia as it continues its unconscionable, unprovoked war of choice. 
Okay, and yesterday our governor tweeted out that he had a chance to speak with Zelensky. Oh, we're going to get into that now? No, we can we can save it. I'll, I'll move on. Uh, finally, trending. I was going to play more audio of Donald Trump, but we've got a lot of that lined up for you. So let's change the mood just, uh, just a bit. And it surprised me because this was the number one thing trending on Twitter. Of everything that is going on in the world right now and in our country, the number one thing trending. Are you ready? Yeah, the Barbie movie trailer. Oh, looks like this beach was a little too much beach for you, Ken. If I wasn't severely injured, I would beat you off right now, Ken. I'll beach off with you any day, Ken. Anyone who wants to beach him off has to beach me off first. I will beach both of you off at the same time. Beach both of us off? Nobody's going to beach anyone What the hell is this? It's the Barbie movie trailer. They were saying beach off, B-E-A-C-H. They were going to beach off. But what, what is it? What the trailer? Yeah, is it like a, is it a cartoon? It's it, it, Margot Robbie's in it, and it looks cartoonish, but it's real people. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm saying that was the number one trending thing on Twitter. You know what also looks stupid? This stupid Mario movie. <laughs> yeah, that went out too. But I'm going to go see Air later today, the Michael Jordan movie. I'll let you know how that is. Who, who are the people who keep green lighting these things? How much do they make? <laughs> really? You sit around and the stupid Barbie movie where they talk about beaching each other? Mm-hmm. or what, are the, what were they saying? They're going to have a beach off. Oh, okay. Yeah. And the Mario movie with the guy who doesn't even sound like Mario as... I mean, no wonder Hollywood's done. No <laughs> wonder, Casey. Okay. Do you want to get into more of what uh, Donald Trump said at his speech no. yesterday? Well, okay. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, We've got to talk about what Holcomb did yesterday. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, I hate that guy. <laughs> you can't say that. I sure can. I just did. Let me let me try it again. Okay. Let me say, do you want it slower this time? <laughs> yeah. I hate that guy. I hate such a strong word. It is. I, he may be a decent human being. I have no idea. But in the public office of which he holds, mm-hmm. he sucks. He absolutely sucks. And everything I think, every time I think he can't suck anymore, he figures out a way to do it. And he did something yesterday, Casey. Every uh, are you talking about the phone call with Vladimir Zelensky or I- are you talking about the dithering? <laughs> <laughs> Which part? We'll get into it coming up. How about that? Let's hear from Kurt Darling coming up with the news. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love, hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com. And talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. The tax man's taken all my dough. 9.32, it's Kendall and Casey, it's 93 WIBC. So what's the deal with you and Holcomb? Well, he tweeted out yesterday, it was an honor to have a call with Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky. We will continue supporting Ukraine's defense and sovereignty amid Russia's senseless invasion. What's and there, this? Was a, there was a little picture of him, too. He was at a table, he had a coffee mug, and then you can see Zelensky up on a screen in front of him. What's this wee stuff? Does he have a mouse in his pocket? Is Holcomb <laughs> uh, cutting checks to Ukraine out of his personal bank account? What? What is this... We stuff that we don't have any troops on the ground in Ukraine that I'm aware of. There's no 
National Guard. We, there. as in the United States of America, oh. will continue sending you money. Oh, perfect. If Thank I you. read through the lines. Well, so here's the thing with Holcomb. Look, if you are a domestic terrorist slash attempted cop killer slash uh, threatened to seize the governor's mansion on live television, a la Malik, Malik Muhammad. Holcomb will have a VIP meet and greet with you. If you are a radical leftist uh, member of a teacher's union, Holcomb will have a VIP meet and greet with you. If you are a money funneling leader of a corrupt foreign country, Holcomb will have a VIP meet and greet with you. However, if you are simply a person who says, my property taxes are now so high, I can't afford to live in my home, he will not meet with you. If you're a person who simply says, I would really like my business open so I can go back to work, or you're a person who says, I don't want to take money from the government. I would like to go to work. Please open our society. He will not meet with you. And on top of not meeting with you, he will call you a human Petri dish. Mm -hmm. This is who runs our state. And Holcomb, it's easy to talk about what a worthless pile of whatever Holcomb is. But Holcomb is a symptom of the Republican Party because not one member of the Indiana General Assembly is talking about how our governor is wasting his time on a video conference with Vladimir Zelensky and doing absolutely nothing to help you be able to afford to stay in your home. Unless Holcomb intends to put a helmet on and a rifle in his hand and go to the front lines, what possible reason would there be for the governor of the state of Indiana to be having a video conference with the president of Ukraine? Possible run for senator? I'm talking about something that benefits the people of the state of Indiana. Mm -hmm. He's virtue signaling. Was there a referendum or some special vote that I'm not aware of that said, yes, Hoosiers want money sent there? No, absolutely not. Were we asked? But But Casey, again, it comes back to the Republican Party not only never does anything to this guy, they never condemn him, they never rebuke him, they never anything him. They're about to give Holcomb a half a billion dollars in the new budget. You remember the budget, right? Same one in which the state house members are giving themselves $1.5 million in raises, and then they tried to say, well, it's it's not our fault, that's the way the law is written, as though they don't actually write the law. You remember that budget, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh, they're about to give him a half billion dollars to continue strong-arming farmers out of selling their land. Holcomb is the Republican Party. If you loathe Holcomb like I do, you have to loathe the Republican Party, too, because they're absolutely joined at the hip and they never do anything about it. Eric Holcomb treats Malik Muhammad and Vladimir Zelensky and radical left teachers union members better than he does people who simply want to go to work. It's 936. It is Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC and continuing on with our governor. He said that he's nearing a decision on Senate Bill 480. He can either sign it. He can veto it. He did tell us that he wasn't going to dither and he was going to take action before the deadline. When is that deadline? Oh, it's today. Yeah. I don't know, Casey. I would think, now I'm not, let's look up what dither means because Eric Holcomb is totally the sort of guy who would use the term dither. All right, uh, dither, D-I-T-H-E-R. Be indecisive. Oh. Um, Let's see here. Also, you could accept add white noise 
to a digital recording to reduce distortion of low amplitude signals. Kev, that's more your wheelhouse. Well, that's actually what I thought he meant when he said that. <laughs> he was going to add some white noise? Yeah, I thought he was doing some bedroom producing. Right, that'll just put me right to sleep. Turn on that white noise machine and... Yeah, he could make some good lo-fi beats. Yeah, exactly. He said he's going to take action. Uh, he's going to read through every word of the bill more than once oh. since they advanced it to his desk. Okay, so... Um, I don't know, Casey, but if the definition of is be indecisive, and he said, I will not dither, Mm -hmm. and now it is the day of, so it's seven days. If you had seven days to do something, and now you have to, you know what, or get off the pot, Mm -hmm. I... I realize I'm going out on a limb here, and I realize I'm totally biased because I can't stand this guy. Have I ever told you that? <laughs> have I ever told you how much I dislike the governor of the state of Indiana? I have heard word about that. I'm totally biased on this, so I will leave it up to you, the reasonable, rational person in the room. But I would think that waiting until the very last minute to sign or not sign something might be considered dithering. Yeah. So he said that this wasn't part of the legislative agenda. Do you think he's mad about this, that he has to make a decision, even though it wasn't on the agenda? Like, is he surprised by it? No, I hate to correct you, Casey. He said it's not a part of his oh, right. legislative right. agenda. You're right. He did say it's not part of his. It's not important to him, and that's very important. He, it, ki- protecting little kids... From potentially getting their genitals chopped off or all sorts of crap injected into their body in an attempt to change their sex. Little kids, that's not important to him. You know what is important to him? Putting together as much money as possible for sweetheart real estate deals using our tax money to facilitate sweetheart real estate deals for mega corporations and really rich elitist people that he likes to pal around with. That is a part of Holcomb's legislative agenda, his priorities. But protecting little kids, he doesn't care at all about that, and he's annoyed that he's got to make a decision. He said he wanted to dig deep. He told some people close to him that this is clear as mud. He said there's some vagueness to it, so he wanted to make sure that he completely understood it and wanted to get a full picture of it before he made any decisions. But but Casey, he said, I won't dither. (laughs) No one. He didn't say, I'm really going to dig into this. I'm, it may take all seven days. This is a complex issue. He, in his typical arrogant, elitist way that he always does, use stupid words like dither to try to tell you how smart and, and, and what a great decision maker he was. And here he is right up to the very last second because that man has no spine. Okay. We so- are talking, Casey, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but we are talking about protecting little kids here from having life-altering things done to them. And this guy needs seven days to make up his mind on that? So last year, he vetoed that bill that barred female transgender student athletes from playing with their peers. That was uh, overturned. They overturned his veto. Under this proposal, which is the House or Senate Bill 480, parents can't authorize gender-affirming care for their children. And that would include puberty blockers, hormone replacement therapy, and even surgery. So this is what he's dithering about, even though he said he's not going to dither. All right, um, let's take a break. We were going to have Abdul on at 945, but uh, because of the weather, I want to push him back. Just okay. uh, we'll, we'll do that at 1015. We've got, so we'll have two great guests coming up in the next hour, but because of the weather and we got we had some delays with that, because I want to get back into some of this Trump stuff, because there's all sorts of great audio from him. We got Vivek Ramaswamy saying, um, 
Biden should or uh, Biden should pardon Trump. Mm-hmm. So I want to get back into that if that's all right. I do have one last question. Yes. I don't know if you know the answer of this. Yes. If the deadline is today for Holcomb on this Senate Bill 480, what is that? Is it like COB 5 p.m.? Well, I think there's a day. He has seven days, so it'd probably be from whenever it technically reached his desk. My guess would be probably midnight. Okay, so like 11. There's 50, a there's 11. a there's a leak. There, can you believe we're having this kind? Con- <laughs> can you okay? And I know I said we're gonna get to a break. Think about what we're talking about with the supposed Republican governor of the state of Indiana. What is he spending his time doing? He's palling around with Vladimir Zelensky, and he's taking all seven days to decide whether we should prevent little kids from having their genitals chopped off. That's your Republican Party. But hey, Casey, I'm the bad guy when I'm critical of Republicans. I'm the bad guy in the equation. But the face of the Republican Party is spending his time palling around with Vladimir Zelensky and taking seven days to decide if little kids should get sex change operations. To dither or not to dither? That is the question for today. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Life is so much more than a diagnosis. It's about sharing time with those you love hanging with friends who lift you up, and experiencing all those moments that bring you joy. All hits, no skips. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. So long live singing to the oldies, jamming out to something new, and everything in between. I'm not content to be with you in the daytime. And Casey on 93 WIBC. So Donald Trump has been charged with 34 Class E felony counts. These are apparently for falsifying business records by allegedly misclassifying them. The charges all relate to how these payments were categorized by Trump. So at his press conference last hour, I guess it would be a speech. It wasn't really a press conference. And we're weaving this in throughout the day. In addition, just a reminder to everyone, as inclement weather is affecting central Indiana throughout the day, keep it right here. News department all over it. Fabulous updates over the last hour. And then when the next wave comes through, we'll be right here for you. So keep it here uh, for that. But here is Trump uh, saying he never thought that this would happen in America, and the only crime he committed, Casey, was to defend America from those who wish to destroy it. And I never thought anything like this could happen in America. Never thought it could happen. The only crime that I have committed is to fearlessly defend our nation from those who seek to destroy it. Okay, so... He was impeached twice. You had the January 6th committees and now brag with this, an entire movement on one man's shoulders. And he looked pretty stoic in the courthouse. What's he going to do? Yeah, I mean, he looked he looked angry, (laughs) but he, he looked pretty, pretty stoic. Wouldn't you be super nervous if Donald Trump was your client as an attorney? Oh, yes. As though at any moment... He, were, he could say or do anything. Or you'd be fired because somebody's got to take the blame if things go poorly for him. And I thought about this when we saw the shot of his Boeing 757 for three hours as they were tracking his flights. Imagine being on that crew, you know, afterwards. He's getting back on that plane to go back to Florida. And you're the crew 
on yeah. that plane. Would you like a beverage, sir? Can, I mean, whoo. And he was truthing out while he was on that flight. I'm sure Eric was helping him. He was warned by the judge, don't incite violence. <laughs> don't do anything to create civil unrest. We're going to not put a gag order on you for now. But what? A, but, but don't make me rethink that. But what a nightmare to have as a client, because as an attorney, and we talked about this yesterday, your job is to get the person acquitted or the charges dropped. Your your job is to keep the person free. Mm-hmm. Well, anything your client says publicly can't help the case. Yeah. Because the case is in front of the legal system, right? It's going to be judges. It's going to be decided, should, should this be thrown out? It's going to be a jury that would ultimately decide, you know, innocent or guilt if it goes to trial. Those are the only people in, you know, for the overwhelming majority of circumstances, non-high-profile things you're worried about. That's why you always tell your client, don't talk to the police. Police are not your friend. I mean, I, you know, I, I don't know if I've told you this, Casey, but one of my new favorite things is I enjoy watching... Um, videos from DUI attorneys on on YouTube and there's a guy I I watch who he uh he drives in his car and he'll talk to you like while he's in his car and he gives advice on what to do and I the number one thing he tells you is don't do anything unless they place you under arrest he's like don't submit to the field sobriety test don't do the breathalyzer just give them the you have to give them your license and registration other than that shut up because they're not, they think you're guilty based on the fact that they are, if they ask you to do the test, they think you're guilty. Don't say anything. Don't do anything. And people put themselves in all, such a world of hurt. He's like, there's so many people I could get off if they just refuse to take the test. And then once they place you under arrest, you got to give the blood, et cetera. But I could get you off. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Trump. Anything Don't say anything. Say, anything you say or do could be used against you in and, a court of law. And he goes out and gives an hour long speech. But obviously Trump is playing a different ball game than 99% of people who are appearing in front of, you know, a district attorney with 34 felony accounts. So his next appearance is going to be in December. And the judge has requested that he show up for that. They really want to see him there back in court. And at first I thought, December? What? They're doing this intentionally. This is more politics, not justice. But then the more I thought about it, okay, they're going to give Trump's lawyers till August for any motions, motion to dismiss, motion to move the trial, any motion they want. And then Bragg's office will have until September to give their reply to any of the motions. And then they all reconvene again in court in December. We could just keep pushing this back and back and back and back. Primary season starts in January. Actually, the next court appearance in December could work out in Trump's favor. Casey. Yeah. You know the least favorite part of the show for me. Is when you're right. And I think somebody told you, I don't know, a week ago, whenever this indictment came down, I think somebody told you, This will likely take two years to adjudicate if it does at all, if it doesn't get thrown out. And people were like, what? No way. And I said, then at that point, Trump could theoretically be the president, which you can't indict or convict a Mm -hmm. sitting president. And now it looks like, Casey, well, what do you know? And you know how I hate, I hate, hate, hate to come on these very powerful airwaves heard from Illinois to Ohio and all points in between and have to say, well, I was right. But, you know, I should have been a lawyer. 
because I'm going to be right because it's going to take two years to work its way through the legal system, at least. So he he can't pardon himself as president, but somebody else can pardon him. Biden could pardon him right now if he wanted. If he is truly the great unifier yeah. that he claimed to be, he could say, you know what? We're going to put all this nonsense behind us and we're going to run a fair election. Ha, ha, ha. Wink, wink. Yeah. He could pardon Trump. Now, Vivek Ramaswamy said that is exactly what he would do if he became the next president of the United States. But this also opens up an opportunity, and nobody else has pointed this out yet, and I'm going to be explicit about it as a candidate for U.S. president. This means the next U.S. president can actually pardon President Trump. And I intend and pledge to do it because even though conventional wisdom says that a U.S. president can't pardon a state crime, what's really happening here is though it's nominally a state crime, the essence of what they're prosecuting is a federal crime or else they couldn't have brought the case as a felony in New York courts. That legal distinction matters. And the right answer for this country is for President Biden to actually pardon Trump now. That would unify America. What are the chances of that? There's, there's no way Trump would even accept. I don't know. Can you decline a pardon? I don't accept. No, thanks. No, thank you. Pass. Uh, I want to address something. You can watch us in the YouTube chat, by the way, if you just go over to Kendall and Casey and in your YouTube, what is a search bar? Is mm-hmm. that what we call it? I yeah. call it browser and that makes people mad. Yeah. Uh, your search bar and you can watch us. And Cynthia is a very nice listener. She's a big fan of the show. She said, well, Trump has the right, Rob, to tell his side of the story. Nobody says Trump doesn't have the right to speak. Mm -hmm. I simply said, as an attorney, you do not want your client to speak because in terms of the law, the legal system, which is what your job is, Trump's attorney is not his PR man. He's not his spokesperson. He's his attorney. His job is to get him off of the criminal charges. And what I'm saying is, and any attorney will tell you this, The more your client speaks, the worse it is for them. Look at Alec Baldwin. If Alec Baldwin had not given that interview in which he claimed the gun was firing itself, he probably would not have been charged because the prosecution just goes, okay, well, now we know his defense. And how is he going to undefense himself out of that when he did a national television interview? Let's bring those charges. Speaking publicly never makes the case easier because they've already brought the case. The prosecutor has already decided I'm bringing this case. The only people you have to convince, which is why you have the right to remain silent, you should always use it, and why you have the right to not testify in your own trial because of the right against self-incrimination. All I'm saying is from an attorney standpoint, of course Trump has the right to speak, and he's using it, and that's fine. I'm saying as his attorney... It is making his job harder, not easier every time Trump opens his mouth. He truthed out and he was warned not to incite violence or civil unrest. He said Alvin Bragg shut down New York City, brought in 38,000 New York City police officers and spent an estimated, what is that, 200 million? Is that what he said? Yeah. I, I, of New York City funds. I've got the well. Let's let's wait because I've got that later on in our template, Casey. Okay. I want oh, to, you're going to do the voice. I would like to do the voice. Okay. I don't want it's half your show. So if you said I would like to take over the voice, no, 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 no. You you do the voice. You know what? But let let's let's move on to something that'll put a smile on your face. Oh, 
Yeah. And that's the Masters. Oh, yes. It's what tomorrow. What is today? Today's the, the three-par? Yes, par three challenge. Par yes. three challenge. Yes. And then what the actual... Tomorrow. Starts tomorrow. And I'm telling you right now, Adrian Moronk, 350 to one. <laughs> that's your guy to win the Masters this year, Casey. Okay, well, did you hear what Tiger said that he was asked about playing and how many more tournaments he's going to be playing in? And what's the answer? He said, well, let's listen straight from him. When you're playing this course, does it ever cross your mind this could be the last time? Yes, it has. Um, I I didn't know. I mean, last year was kind of a... Um, didn't know if I was, I was going to play again at that time. Uh, for some reason, everything kind of came together. And I kind of pushed it a little bit and I was able to make the cut, which was nice. And... Uh, yeah, I, I don't know how many more I have in me. He doesn't know. He will play until he can't walk anymore, Casey. <laughs> Is that the answer? Uh, when we come back, we've got more Trump. Abdul's going to join us, talk the mayor's race. we got Democrat Rep Ed Delaney talking property taxes. Big hour coming up next. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.